0: You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. We met at Afropunk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we met at Afropunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember that? You <laughs> met of it? course. I, I'll let you talk about it, but first, introduce yourself.
1: Hello, my name is Kirsten, motherfucking Bates. What's good? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, remember, like, do you remember that day at Afropunk we met?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, wh- what happened? Like, walk us through.
1: Hmm, well <laughs> um, Okay, I went to Afropunk At first, I go every year But I did not get a ticket And so I was on the line Like struggling to get a ticket Last yeah, minute yeah. I, I went alone at first I was supposed to meet up with my homies That were like two hours late mm. to join the line So I ended up Like meeting, like seeing people That I knew on the line and stuff like that And as afropunk is you see everyone you know so (laughs) at least the black people (laughs) but (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah and then once i got in i remember i got food at the jamaican spa and i sat down oh yeah, yeah yeah and i was by myself because i like me and my friend went in different directions or whatever and then i saw I saw you sit down (laughs) at my table. And I was like, hmm. (laughs) 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 He looks interesting, so um i forgot how the conversation came about though i think yeah. we started talking about the food or we started the talking food. about no no no. we were talking about the lineup yeah who
0: we wanted to see yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah.
1: we were trying to figure out who was on which stage like with this other girl that was there mm-hmm. and i think she was trying to talk to you so she was kind of clocking me like oh <laughs> yeah.
0: you remember that yo yeah she was like yo who is she like yeah <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did we see each other after that like during the day i
1: don't I think during the day. Yeah, you
0: know. yeah, but that was like a really brief connection. But like, yeah. I'm glad we did meet for sure. Yeah, for sure. me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So first, I want you to tell people like what you do, like who you are, like before you even get into anything. Like
1: okay. Yeah, I'm a model, DJ, producer, dancer, singer, and rapper. Mm. Also do creative directing and styling on the side, and I play guitar and piano a little bit. <laughs> That's yeah. it. that's it nah that's that's that's
0: real like and and I just feel like you're you're one of the people that I consider like a a true creative in every sense of the word Mm -hmm. and that you you don't limit yourself Mm -hmm. like to one form of expression or like one thing that people can even label you to and say oh you do this Mm -hmm. like she's this type of person you know Mm -hmm. and that's what I really respect even from our first conversation I felt like you were very much an individual Mm -hmm. you know and I really respect that about you thank you you. absolutely Mm -hmm. you know and like you really handle your shit, too. Like, I feel Thanks. like, you know, and every, everything that you just said, like, whether it's the modeling or the DJing or, mm. like, even the styling and the creative directing, everything that I see you do, it's quality. You know, Thank it's not you. like you're not just bullshitting and, like, just saying that you do things because, oh, it'll sound cool. You mm. know, it's like you really take the time to, like, learn your craft whatever craft it is you know and you like take your time and you do it really well so like nothing but respect to you for that
1: thank you very much i really appreciate that
0: absolutely and where are you from for those who don't know
1: uh i am from hell's kitchen new york
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: right right by times square (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: so what was it like growing up there because i feel like not a lot of people can even like say they can understand what growing up in like hell's kitchens like you know like what, what was that like for you
1: um it was interesting cuz it's the building I live in um it was basically based for artists um and at first it was created in the 70s and it was for all like on and off Broadway actors and singers and different kinds of like jazz musicians and um people that worked in the area to get like affordable housing um so then, eventually, it basically turns into artists, elderly, and lower class, um, and also middle class as well. But that's that was basically the turnout for it now. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I've I've seen it evolve over the years. Like I really caught a part of what Hell's Kitchen used to be, like in the crack era. You mm-hmm. know, with the mm-hmm. prostitutes, there was like so many strip clubs there were so many sex shops like and i still remember it like that like i mm. remember it being the block you yeah, know so peripheral. and yeah. that's a big thing that a lot of people don't know about hell's kitchen in general like they'll mm. they'll if they hear me say hell's kitchen they'll be like oh you got money you like, mm. you assume, know yeah. yeah they assume that i live in one of the big new buildings or whatever mm. And my building is a very like amazing building in general like to be in New York at all yeah. but um it's definitely not some like high class you know mm-hmm. but I think growing up I gained a lot of an appreciation for the arts like Alicia Keys grew up in my building mm that was a big thing kind of like for me growing up because I had friends that she babysat like wow. my dad is like really good friends with her mom yeah and um, they've been in like multiple plays together and stuff like that so mm. I think kind of having that connection when I was growing up mm. was like probably like the most like powerful one of the most powerful like charges towards my dream wow. in a big way yeah um, kind of just like knowing that somebody that I look up to so much and that made it so big was in my environment mm. when I was growing up Yeah. so yeah I think that's that's, that's amazing it. so it's
0: almost like you guys share the same story like a part of your yeah. story is the same you most know? definitely I yeah. mean
1: like she has a white mom and a black dad too mm. you know mm-hmm. so that, that's like a big part of it as well mm. but yeah
0: that's real that's real so as far as you can remember like you mentioned all the different like creative projects you work on now mm-hmm. like what was like your first form of creativity was it like music or like what were you getting into when you were younger
1: I would say like uh, a mixture of music and dance Mm. Um, I think like I really started with like movement because mm. um, my parents actually met in a dance class. Really? So, wow. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> and my mom was teaching the class, and my dad went to go take it, <laughs> and she saw him, and she was like, "Can you be my dance partner? You're so good!" Like, yeah. and They started dancing together, and that's, that's like how they met. So I think like <laughs> that that was probably like the first thing for me. Mm. And I I was in church, and I was dancing in church mm-hmm. and stuff like that overall I think like music has always been more of an instinctive thing yeah like I feel like that really came from who I am like beyond like what my parents have done even though like my mom was in music like it that really came from like within me first Mm -hmm. so yeah
0: absolutely Mm -hmm. And, and what were you doing like what type of dance
1: um I was doing like like modern like soul dancing Mm. you know for church it was like church yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) man i'm really trying to like reach (laughs) back here oh like frank sinatra i guess was like really yeah like the very first like time i remember appreciating music when i was like Three
0: or four. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. So, like, when you're younger, like, what were you as like a young girl? Like, what were you into as a kid?
1: Hmm. <laughs> I was a bad child. <laughs> All right.
0: So why do you say that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I was like, I, I just think that I had so much. <laughs> I think like I'm such a like. I'm such an emotional and, like, passionate person Mm -hmm. that when I was younger, I really didn't understand, like, what that meant. Mm. And I really, like, I would feel so many things all the time. Yeah, And I would let that, like, charge me and, like, Mm. kind of take action over certain things in my life. Mm. And, um... So I think that's that has to do with me like being a bad kid because I would just like you know like I wouldn't really think about things I would just work off of emotion. And Mm. as I grew up, eventually, I kind of started just understanding myself more, which made me calm down. No,
0: I feel you. (laughs) I feel you. So, like, during the time where you're, like, getting into, like, learning what you were, like, interested in creatively, Mm. were you, like, interested in, like, okay, like, I know my personal neighborhood where I live, like, in the city, but were you also going out into other neighborhoods in the city and, like, meeting people and sort of finding other creatives like you?
1: Yeah, that didn't come until I was i guess going into high school but more or less like coming out of high school yeah because going into high school like i went to a performing arts school so i was automatically surrounded by Mm. like all different kinds of creatives and it really put me in like a state of like understanding competition in the industry Mm. and understanding kind of like just like the different characteristics and also that you need to like respect everybody's art form at the end of the day like that's the one thing even if you don't care for them as a person and Mm. you're just like uh i don't fuck with your vibes like Mm -hmm. you have to respect their art at the end of the day like because that's really who they are so um i think like when i was in school like that was a real thing that i learned like respect for other artists Mm. and being patient with other artists like understanding that everybody has their own process in their art um so that was like the the first learning steps and then once I got out of school I was in a place where I was finally able to kind of like learn about like my kind of artists and people that I relate to and Mm. you know like um all different kinds of artists in the spectrum as well like not just like new york city artists Mm. you know yeah when i uh first got out of school um i started kind of like i i started kind of manifesting that i wanted to work on music and i wanted to you know expand my craft so i think like while i was manifesting that i was picking up other people's like energies like people would add, like people would come up to me on the street and be like are you an artist mm. like are you, like i remember <laughs> you this can, one like, sense it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i remember this like one day me and my friend were walking down the street literally talking about what we want to do mm-hmm. as singers and like what like how we want to present our music and this guy was like came up to me like oh hi i work at def jam like i <laughs> i'm looking wow. for people to help me with this project That's like crazy. da da da. da. Yeah. yeah so i ended up like going in the studio and ll cool j actually like walked in wow. um when i was playing one of my beats mm. and he was like oh i fuck with this i'll get <laughs> i'll get on this like yeah, yeah, yeah. type of shit. Wow. so that wow. was yeah that was one
0: Person that that's that's one thing that I, I notice about you, and I feel like we're we're the same way in that sense. Is that like you mentioned, like re- respecting other people's energy and understanding mm-hmm. everyone has their own creative process. Mm-hmm. Is that like you're very like you're very good at that. You know, thank like you. I feel like
1: you too. No, thank <laughs> you, like
0: I feel like you move in a lot of circles, and like you're you're still able to be yourself, and you like respect everyone around you. Most you know, definitely. like I'm very I'm a huge proponent of like putting out good energy into the world, and like yeah. I feel like that's something that. I sense that you do in, in every, like, field that you're in.
1: Thank you. You know, it's
0: like people are, like, impacted just by your presence. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really respect that. That's sure.
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I just see, like, you know, even just hearing parts of your story, I'm just realizing, like, yeah, this is definitely what you're supposed to be doing now. Because it just sounds like, you know, you've been on that path since the beginning. So, it makes sense. It definitely does. So, Thank you. So, yeah, like... Now, like, during high school time, are you, like, you know, realizing, okay, like, which high school did you go to p- specifically?
1: I went to Talent Unlimited. Okay, where is yeah. that in the city? It's on the Upper East Side. Okay,
0: cool. Mm-hmm. So, you're, like, meeting people here. You're surrounded by creatives. You're mm-hmm. sort of like, oh, okay, there's a bigger world out here. Right. Like, what was your next step of sort of, like, realizing your goals? Like, what was your mm-hmm. next, next vision for yourself?
1: Yeah, so when I was in school, um, I think I didn't really, like, recognize... Kind of the power in my voice, mm. um, whether it being just speaking on my ideas or my singing voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I it took me a while to kind of like understand that you know I have something here. That mm. something is like very like I have something very special. Yeah, yeah. And um, the first time I kind of like really realized it was when I got picked to be Carmen in the school musical mm. and that was like and I got the main the main song you know like
0: what play is this for people who don't know
1: Carmen well <laughs>
0: break it down break it down Damn, okay Carmen
1: is like basically like a promiscuous lady that all the guys want or whatever she's a gypsy uh-huh. she like steals shit she's like a bad girl and she like falls in love and she ends up dying in the end, and, and yeah, <laughs> you know, like there's real. a whole there's a Beyonce in most deaf versions, so there you go. But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I remember that, yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, throwback, that's crazy. Yeah, throwback, yeah. continue, continue, yeah,
1: so yeah, and. I always remember because Beyoncé was my first idol for everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. So I always remember watching that movie and being like, I want to be her for whatever <laughs> reason. Like, Connected. I, yeah, yeah. Like, and that was even before she was with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. all that. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be her in whatever way. Like, I'm going to be like better Yeah. or, <laughs> yeah,
0: no, absolutely. or I'm going to be her. Like, sure, it has sure. to be one or the other. Some <laughs> no of options right (laughs) yeah
1: so basically i in school when i got that it was definitely kind of like symbolic to me Mm. um in a way of just appreciating my art and just how i've learned to translate it um unfortunately when i was in school i was like going through so much that year that mm. i didn't actually get to do it I feel you. so yeah. that's also like a big thing for me as well mm. that i'm always like oh god mm-hmm. but like <laughs> it's good to know that like yeah. that happened yeah. you know um when i was out of school i was really about kind of um being like okay i have like these this 4 years of vocal training and um now I'm hanging out with rappers. So it was definitely like a big change for me, but I felt so comfortable being around rappers yeah. like, for whatever reason, like yeah. it was just so like fluid. It just made so much sense. Mm. Um so I think like you know like after that I I gan- I I gained more of an understanding as to what rap is Mm. um and i was also like um in poetry club in school and stuff like that so i would write so many poems and in general like i wrote so much like i still write so much like yeah once i started kind of getting more of like the feel of like what i want to talk about and like If I were to rap, how I would run over, how I would want to rap, and how I would want to be like this different rapper that's out there, like besides all the other female rappers that have been out, you know, how am I gonna take all that and like all that inspiration from those girls that I saw growing up and kind of like make it into my own thing, like Mm. something that's never been done before? So I think that was really like what charged the next step for me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so during this period where you're actually, like, meeting, like, all these different, like, artists and rappers and people that, like, you're sort of connecting with creatively, were you, like, finding your own voice in that? Like, were you seeing, like, okay, like, I'm hearing everyone else with a voice, but, mm-hmm. like, were you also finding your own, like, personal voice through that time? Yeah, yeah.
1: most definitely. Yeah. And I think it was, like, I was going through, like, a lot of real shit mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. time Yeah. yeah. that it kind of like made me forced you yeah Yeah. it forced me Mm. into it Mm. there wasn't really like a decision Mm. so
0: yeah absolutely yeah Mm. yeah so like i feel like i I don't even know where to start in regards to like you know all the other things that you do Mm. but like after like well how old are you at this time would you say i'm 21 you're 21 so Mm. now you're sort of like realizing okay like you're going to events you're going to parties you're seeing like okay there's other cats doing other things there's people who are who's djing and then Mm. there's people that are like doing other shit like like what sort of like made you think like i can do more than just one thing like Mm -hmm. because i think for some creatives they're like i'm good at one thing so i'm just gonna stick to that Mm -hmm. and not really like realize they can actually do other things like Mm -hmm. what made you say like i wanted to like try my hand at different things
1: Ever since I was young, like, I kind of knew, like, I would kind of, like, be like, oh, okay, now I play guitar. Add that to the (laughs) list, like, you know, like, these, like, little things here and there, but I felt like they were very generic, Mm. and um, I think once I got out of school and I started chilling with the rappers and, like, kind of, like, making my own beats and stuff like that, um, I was kind of, like, well you know i do all these things how am i going to contribute that to our society today how how am i going to translate that into our society so i was like you know it's cool to do ac- acoustic music mm. it's been around for so long there's yeah. only so many patterns that you can kind the of chords, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like that have been done like so many times going into a record shop like you mm-hmm. can like you'll find so many of the same melodies used on different tracks in completely different ways so it's kind of like i took that but then i was like okay i see this benefit in having electronic music Mm. and how we're contributing technology to music now Mm. which opens like a whole new spectrum of what to do so yeah
0: yeah yeah so I think for for a lot of people they may know you through modeling mm-hmm. like when did you get into modeling was that something you, you got into younger or like around that time you like twenty twenty one right?
1: pretty much um well I always wanted to be a model I think um I think when I was little like my mom used to model and mm-hmm. She she was more of an artist, so, like, she would be chilling with, like, Andy Warhol, like, mm. model for him, do, like, stuff with Basquiat, right. Keith Haring, you it's know. Legendary shit. Yeah, <laughs> just legendary shit. <laughs> <laughs> something, like, something like, yeah, man. But, yeah, that was her crowd. Those were <laughs> mm. her friends, you know. So mm. they would ask her to, like, model different things, or she would have, like, a designer friend that asked her to be in a show and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and my aunt, she was, like, a big model with Elite and she like traveled the world and she did like she was really famous in like commercial modeling Yeah, she wasn't like a huge like runway you know Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. she was definitely like well known in commercial modeling and um, also for petite women as Mm -hmm. well Um, Mm -hmm. and I think like my mom kind of going over like her golden age and like going over like those times like in her young years like around my age now And, like, showing me all these, like, pictures and, like, all this Mm. stuff. I was just, like, I have to do this, you know? (laughs) So, yeah.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's that's also, like really dope just didn't even hear like your family story in regards to that because it feels like you you come from like a lineage of that you know mm-hmm. and it's like it's really dope it's like and it, and it's, it comes from a real place mm-hmm. you know it's not from like a shallow like i'm just doing this for the look you know it's right. like there's a history and there's a story to it which right. i really respect and like I, another thing which i purposely wanted to do was like to almost like give people a chance to hear like all the other facets of who you are mm-hmm. you know up on top of being like an amazing model you mm-hmm. know and I think that's really important because I feel like and I'll even ask you like from women like I feel like now is a great time to even like you know continue to like bring up the conversation in terms of like women in society mm-hmm. like I feel like now more than ever you know men are having to come to terms with we can't just be objectifying women and just seeing them as objects Mm -hmm. and i feel like you're a prime example of someone who's like so deep and so like there's so many facets to who you are Mm -hmm. that like you know you can't just look at you and say oh you're just a pretty face Mm -hmm. you know there's so much more that you provide and that you contribute to society that i feel like it's really important so how do you feel like your role and like even women's role in general in society is changing now Mm -hmm. like do you see that happening
1: yes and no yes talk about it no dig in dig in (laughs) uh i'm so happy that uh, taj is interviewing me right now because this nigga (laughs) really understands me yeah talk about it talk
0: about
1: it but um god so i think that i guess starting with women yes Mm. um I think it's very hard for women these days to realize that there are so many different situations, like there's such there's such a wide variety mm. of things that you can refer to, mm. like when say like there's like an argument about womanhood today mm-hmm. that comes up. There's so many like different situations that i think like and this kind of goes for everyone at the same time but i think that we always we're so used to referring back to the oppression mm. and we're so used to referring to yeah you know like what this is how it's always been like this is this is how he sees like okay like mm. i guess like personalizing it too yeah. like kind of being like this is how my dad taught me to look at men So I look for The boyfriend That teaches me To look at men And I don't know Who to blame it on yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. If I should blame it on My dad Or myself mm. Or that guy That I'm with now You know Like there's always <laughs> Like deep, this yeah. trifecta Of like who to, who to blame it on Who to like Put mm. the blame on Like you know And that's with men too Like I don't even wanna You know Say it's just with women mm-hmm. But I really think that, like, in our society today, you know, like, there's such a kind of more um, defined grasp on the oppression that women have went through. Like, there's so many more, um, like prime examples of like what comes out of that and mm. like what the result is of all that oppression mm. at the end of the day that i think that <clears throat> you know all we really know how to do anymore is come together as a group and like love each other and mm. one thing for me like with women these days is like They'll kind of be like, yeah, you know, let's we'll raise up every woman. Every woman is strong, powerful, you know, deserves everything, <laughs> which is completely true, you know, mm. like every woman deserves that. Every woman deserves that. But you can't say that to a group of people that you don't know, mm. and then turn around to somebody that you do know, mm. and then be like, oh, but I don't fuck with her because she did da 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 da, like. Come on, like really what? Go in right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you really t- like? What are we talking mm, about here? Mm. You lose the whole like momentum, like the mm. importance of what love for another woman is mm. at the end of the day. Wow you know like even women that look at like bisexual women Mm -hmm. and like lesbians and that are like you know i love every woman but like that's just nasty like Mm. you know like i would never do that i like dick like type shit (laughs) like you know and it's like at the end of the day like you can't preach that you're raising everybody up because that you have to realize like every single Category that you're talking about. At the end of the day, you have to completely know what that is and acknowledge that for what it is. And even if you don't know every single category, respect it. Mm. So, yeah.
0: That's that's so real. Like <laughs> I'm so glad you even said that. Like for real. Like I feel like this conversation needs to be had. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like a lot of times. Even as a man and from a male perspective, it's like we we almost like we try to mansplain a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. We try to like think that we get <laughs> it. You know, we try we think that we get it. We think right, that yeah. we like understand the full grasp of what everything means, and then we end up missing out on so much. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you saying that is really important because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's that's a really deep part that you even mentioned in regards to, like, how some people may stand for something, but then in the application in their own life, they're not actually living it. Right. You know, so I mm-hmm. think that's a huge thing. Like, if we're really talking about all this, like, you know, uplifting and, like, making sure people are respected as they always should have been, mm-hmm. you know, we have to, like, model that in our own lives. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the, the, like, biggest form of, like uh expression of that stance is like how do you treat the people in your own life you know like so i I really like connect with that honestly Mm -hmm. for real for real thank you absolutely so like how is it for you like in in the industry like whether it's modeling or things like that and do you feel like there's a sense or perception that you have to almost break through um like you know people's perception of who like just seeing you for for the first time or like Mm -hmm. meeting you do do you feel like you have to break through something or
1: um, oh yeah yeah like how so Um, people, well, have, like, a very intense face, so, like, (laughs) I think, like, a lot of people are, um, either intimidated or they feel that they can kind of, uh, predict Mm. how I'm gonna be just off of, like, how I model, Mm. like, if we're just talking about modeling, um, uh, A lot of people kind of see, if we're we're talking about the black community, you know, there will be like, I don't even want to say models Mm -hmm. see this. I think like models have a very different view, Yeah. but um, as just regular people, you know, it's kind of like, it's always like, okay, but you're light skinned. Mm. So do you deserve to be in that position Mm. because you are light skinned, forgetting about naomi My. you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. forgetting about fucking um there's so like god damn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's so many different like amazing beautiful like examples of dark-skinned women in the fashion industry that yeah. broke the rules yeah. you know like yeah. that really like you know set it the fuck off mm. and i think like a lot of people kind of like assume that i'm undereducated about that Mm. in other ways like and you know it can be like in conversation or it can just be off of like looking at a picture yeah you know Mm. so it really is either or and one thing that i like to do like as a creative director and as a stylist is like pull a bunch of different like skin colors all these different looking girls Mm. like i mostly use women of color but it's it's just really important to kind of like show like the beauty of all different body types of all different sizes and heights and you know i think that kind of gives me a further understanding of who i am as a model and wow. what i'm supposed to you know wow. bring to the table
0: that's like a, a dope point to make because i think as a model it's like you have Uh, Like, one form of sort of... Like, you're on one side of the camera, Mm -hmm. you know? But being a creative director and stylist allows you almost to be in control of that entire vision. Yes. And sort of create what your mind sees versus just being a part of someone else's vision. Yes. So, like, can you go into that? Like, what has, like, been your experience as a creative director and stylist? Like, how is that? Is it fun for you? Like, what's that like? It is
1: fun. I think... I think when... I am friends with the photographer. Right. It makes so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it goes a long way. Like, when you and the photographer share the same vision, or at least, like, a similar vision in some yeah. sense, or just an understanding of each other as people. Mm. You know, I think photographers, like, have such this, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> just this ego that is, like, you know very close to um the critics in mm, modeling mm. and I think like they it's well deserved because I think like they they do put so much in there's like that like the photography side of the fashion industry like there's so much to it it's yeah. such a huge part of it Absolutely. so it's like I understand the ego I feel the <laughs> ego yeah. But at the end of the day, as a creative, you know, you need to be able to expand and you need to be Mm. able to accept other points of views. And even if there's somebody that you're working with that is isn't as well known as you or like hasn't done as many things or whatever, but they're still talented. You know, like you still you have to respect like the talent and the effort at the end of the day. So I think like that's a huge part of creative directing and styling. wow
0: yeah yeah and what types of shoots do you usually do or what types of shoots do you gravitate towards when you create direct
1: hmm. um changes all the time yeah. but yeah. i think like a big thing that i always stick to is like androgyny and mm. um just kind of showing that women can do whatever they want I, I'm trying to get more into men now And mm. like also use like androgynous men mm. Which is going to be very interesting So um, it's very much about like breaking the barrier lines Of like gender rules and like gender norms And um, kind of just like regular society norms Yeah,
0: in yeah. General. absolutely yeah. I think that's like you're using that platform to also communicate a message, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of that work for sure. Thank you. Absolutely, awesome. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um I feel like this is dope. Like we're able to just like dive in a little bit to each of your different like outlets. So, yeah. Like, like cool. DJing. Nah, <laughs> no, here we go. The DJing. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what got you into that? Like, was that also around the same time you were getting into like music as well, or like is that more? more yeah. Recent,
1: um, I think like once I started making beats, um. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned to DJ and and those kind of went hand in hand with each other. And I think like, um, I was also looking at a lot of like the DJs in the nineties that, you know, played along with rappers and like kind of added that flair to like what the rapper is saying, not just playing the track. Yeah, you know, yeah. like just adding that like extra and I thought that was so cool and like and like the rap group that i was chilling with like started doing some shows and shit and like they threw me on like a show and that was like my first dj gig and it was like so scary for me because i through
0: that night like Like, what was that like your first show like you've never done this like in public yeah so wow okay so explain that explain
1: so luckily like I was at a place where I had practiced enough like on my own Mm -hmm. that I was able to kind of just like get my own feel of shit. And then like I remember like once I got on the speaker, I remember standing up to like get a drink or go to the bathroom or something and hearing my music on the loudspeaker for the first (laughs) time and that is what was that feeling that was an amazing feeling like that was something that like i always like pictured in my Mm -hmm. head that i was always like yo, that'd be so crazy (laughs) like if that ever happened yeah yeah Yeah. so like when it was happening it was like i was living like a part of my dream you know in a big way and i think like you know throughout the night um, I put a lot of pressure on myself when I'm DJing. This mm. was, like, the first time I realized, like, that amount of pressure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it was a fashion show. Like, it wasn't, like, a full... It wasn't, like, a, an event where you could fuck up and you're just, <laughs> like... <laughs>
0: All right, next try. You know? yeah.
1: Like, it was, like, really some shit. So I, I started understanding, like, how I deal with that kind of pressure and, mm. like if i want to be the controller of the music like mm. i have to take responsibility for being the controller yeah. of the music yeah. no, <laughs> you know for so real, real. so um it, i made some mistakes you know but there is like there is one thing i really did wrong like <laughs> what, what, what it? <laughs> it was like my friends were were rapping like in the middle of their song the music just shut off oh. like, <laughs> <laughs> I oh, had no idea shit. what was going on. Yeah, Everybody yeah, yeah. was blaming me. Like, people were yelling at me. Oh, like, everyone was <laughs> like, What's wrong with the DJ? Oh, and duh. that was also when mm. I started feeling for DJs that have mm. been doing it for so long. Mm. Because if there's a technical issue, it's not about the DJ at mm, all. Right. Even if the DJ fucks up, like, right. it's not even about that. Like, it's mm. literally like, in that time frame of what happened like one little thing was off that just made everything like noticeable right you know it made it all noticeable it was like you know all djs make mistakes and they and they kind of cover it up in their own personal way Mm -hmm. but like that was the first time i realized like once it becomes noticeable you have to save yourself you have to like like have a backup plan Mm -hmm. like a plan b Mm almost you feel me wow
0: yeah Yeah. so like but you survived that you know Yeah. feel like (laughs) you got through it and like you're able to like look past that and like that's actually now you you can say you've been through that you know and like you're you're better for it Mm -hmm. you know so so like after that first initial show like did you start like doing other gigs pretty soon or were you like all right just let me
1: hmm um Instagram was really different back then in the (laughs) sense (laughs) in the sense that there were so many less people on it Mm. so you would have your creatives and your models and you know like all these different categories of people mm-hmm. on instagram so it, it was so much easier to kind of like connect to people that are in the area that are doing shows you know right. that have things coming up and all that mm-hmm. so it was like so much more like focused there was a lot less female djs at mm-hmm. the same time mm-hmm. so that was another like like revelation to people <laughs> yeah, as it's well it's possible wow. right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. at the end of the day right. so right um. Yeah. So I think that was like a big part of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. So, what type of music are you usually playing? Are you playing like, um, like just hip hop, or are you like incorporating different sounds? Like, I I, I know, but for the people mm-hmm. who don't know, like, what type of music do you play?
1: Um. I play hip hop. I play reggae, reggaeton. I play. Uh, I play regular Spanish music. <laughs> I play. <Yeah. laughs> Pop, really rarely, mm-hmm. very rare. I like to play old school hip hop, I play R&B. Um, I play trap, I play uh, Brazilian music, French music, like really a lot of music from like all around the world. Too.
0: Yeah. That's dope cuz I feel like a lot of times people go to parties and they expect they already know what they're going to hear mm-hmm. but like when you're able to incorporate different sounds and even like different like countries types of music yeah like I feel like that's almost the joy that I love when I go to a party and, like, I hear something I haven't heard before. Yeah. You know, that's, like, the best feeling. And if I like it, it's even better. You yeah. Know? It's, like, definitely. you know, and that's, that's I feel like, for me, I vicariously live through, like, DJs like you because I love sharing new sounds with people and, mm-hmm. like, saying, you know, putting people onto something they haven't heard before, so, like, you're you being able to do that like in a more direct way is like it's dope like i love just seeing things like that happen thanks no absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so like what's next for you like i i mean it's still like there's so many things that you're doing right now mm-hmm. but where do you want to take things like where do you see yourself moving in the future
1: um hmm I guess I've gotten to a point where I'm almost like overstimulated by Mm. so many things that I do and like so many um, realms of the things that I do Yeah. that now I'm in a place where I'm like okay I know my basis for everything that I want to do I know I have an understanding of like how I want to do it Mm. Um, but things change in the industry all the time. So it's really in a sense of being present, like being in the present moment, like not thinking about the future, not really thinking about the past. You know, it is, you know, it is thinking about the future and the past, but it's not like applying that to Mm. what you're doing. You know, it's just being aware, like knowing like these things have come before. People have done certain things before and how is it going to be in the future that i'm going to change it now but in this present moment what can i do right now that has never been out before you know and i think Mm. that's like a big thing that that artists kind of like get weary on because it's like Mm. you know if you focus too much on the past and what everyone has done in the past you have like basically no motivation to do anything right now Mm. if you focus on the future what everyone is going to do in the future nobody knows that so you still have no motivation so right now i'm at this place where i'm i'm like okay i see this is a little insider Mm -hmm. but i see how beyonce came out with lemonade Mm -hmm. and that made everybody kind of stop for a second and be like okay this is a movie like yeah like (laughs) (laughs) i'm really watching a movie of this girl's (laughs) life right now Mm. in her head Mm. you know like this is what's going on in her mind and in her soul and in her spirit and like you know and i think that That, to me, was, like, one of the most, like, inspiring moments in my life that I can ever mark was watching Lemonade. Yeah. And from that, I was like, okay, how am I going to do that but add a twist on it? How am I going to make it just as legendary but as an activism statement mm. not as a personal or emotional statement wow, but wow. something that fits for the whole you know Man. so that's my next journey on i'm writing a short film
0: uh, you just piqued my interest with that so like <laughs> yeah you don't have to say anything i knew so i would <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm already looking forward to it that's crazy like mm-hmm. no for real I'm, I'm liking that a lot really awesome all respect you. to you for that yeah yeah so like yeah, I'm just like recognizing I'm really like learning a lot from you Just hearing you talk about these things mm-hmm. And like I'm just like really thankful for, for like even knowing you Because like, you know, I feel like your story is very special You're going to even probably like listen back to this And be like, you know, wow, I mm-hmm. remember talking about these things But like it's really dope for like other people to hear your story You know, because I feel like you do a lot mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start the podcast Is because I feel like especially the people within my like my peers who Mm. like are doing amazing things like it needs to happen more where like we need to document our own stories you know like we can't just wait on bigger publications to recognize us you know so I feel like you know with your story like even though like I feel like people do recognize you Mm -hmm. like you know people you know there's still so much of who you are that that I feel like people can benefit from and you're you're sharing that with people now so like Mm -hmm. it's really dope to have you on like just Ah, to talk about this absolutely Yeah, so how can people find, like, your your modeling work, even your, your styling and creative directing work, and even, like, you know, your DJing, you know, like, how can people find out where, where you're going to be next?
1: Pretty much on Instagram, <laughs> Kirsten, Javanna, K-Y-R-S-T-E-N-J-A-V-A-N-A, yeah, on Instagram right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, working on the business cards and yeah. the, like, assistant. I have an assistant hey. now. And, like, just, like, all these, like, little details of it. About your business. So, yeah. I'm really thinking of, like, h- what my website would look like or, mm. like, you know, how long that's going no, to take to actually create it. Absolutely. But I'm going to create a website pretty soon. And that will probably be, like, the website drop whenever I want to, like, drop that will probably have, like, the short film, like, nice. on the first um, slide. Awesome. I'm, I'm going to
0: be supporting that and sharing that once it drops. So Yay. Definitely, thank definitely. you. Yeah, once again, thank you for being on the podcast. Like, it means a lot. So. Thank
1: you for having me, G.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so this has been The Open Canvas with Taj, Alexander, and Kirsten. And wow. Hey. <laughs> that was
1: lit. That was lit. Wow.
0: To find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, OpenCanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.